the Birth Trauma Mama podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Summers, a licensed therapist and birth trauma survivor. This is a space where we talk about what it means to experience trauma during a time that we expected to be one of the best of our lives. This stuff is dark and it's messy, but we're here to shine a light on it. We're here to hold your hand as you walk through the darkness. We're here to show you that the light exists and we're going to help you find it. So wherever you are, take a deep breath, settle in, and let's do this. Welcome back to the Birth Trauma Mama podcast, and welcome to the first installment of our weekly Q&A episodes, where you all ask me questions about specific birth trauma topics, and I do my best to answer them without blabbering on for too long. So this week's Q&A topic is uh, anniversaries of birth trauma, so birthdays of our children, which also happen to be the anniversary for a lot of us of our birth trauma. Um, and this is often a hot topic because there are a lot of emotions that come up with this day and wanting to be able to cope with it, wanting to be able to both celebrate our children and also figure out how to navigate the grief and the feelings that are bubbling up around their birthday. So I'm hoping I can answer some of your questions today. Um, Let's dive right into the first question. Is it normal to be angry on and around the anniversary of your traumatic birth? Absolutely. 100% without a doubt. Anger is a common emotion that comes up around uh, birth trauma anniversaries for a lot of reasons. I think the main one is just recognizing how unfair and frustrating it is that a time that we should be celebrating and feeling nothing but like the joy of our baby coming into this world is now marred with this grief and trauma. And that can cause a lot of anger because none of us deserve that. We deserve for our child's birthday to be a happy, joyous occasion and just that without the layer of the grief and trauma. So anger is completely normal, um, but unfortunately very frustrating for lack of a better word. And we're going to get into a little bit in some further questions about how to navigate that and how we can leave space for that anger and also be able to celebrate our babies. Um, why is it that leading up to the day almost is, is almost harder than the actual day? So this is anticipatory anxiety, anticipatory grief, loss, any of that. But it's the anticipation of how hard it's going to be when we get to that day. And so we build it up a lot. We start thinking about it. We start spiraling about how hard it's going to be before it even gets here. Um, I actually really experienced this with Cal's uh, birthdays. I As soon as the weather starts to turn warmer... Um, His birthday was in July, and so the summer and the heat is a reminder of the trauma and his birth. As soon as the weather starts to change, I remember being like third trimester super pregnant again. Everything starts to come back, and I start getting a lot of what we call, again, anticipatory anxiety for what's to come. And that buildup for me actually tends to be worse than the day itself, And I think it's probably because there's more distraction on the day, there's more um, to sort of do and uh, not be focused on so much of the anxiety and fear around the day itself because we're already in it. 
as opposed to when I'm leading up to it and have time to sit and think about uh, what it means that the weather is changing and noticing my body reacting to um, the idea that we're getting closer to the trauma date and the birth date. Um, and so I think that's that's likely what you are experiencing, and it is also super common. Okay, on to the next. Um, how do I celebrate my son's first birthday while knowing it was also the worst day of my life? This is, I think, probably the crux of what I want to talk about and why it's so hard to deal with birthdays and anniversaries after birth trauma. And the main point is that pretty much on no other trauma anniversary are people also expected to be celebrating the birth of their child, except for birth trauma, of course. So when people experience a tragedy, a trauma, it's not often interwoven with something that was good, like the birth of their child, right? So we are in a unique situation where, unlike any other trauma, we have to navigate what it means to have those two completely contrasting experiences and emotions happening at the same time. And I often feel like that's like the epitome of what the first birthday and birthdays after that are, is figuring out a way to navigate leaving space for your feelings and your emotions of it being the worst day of your life and also being able to find find space to celebrate your child. And the best way that I have found and what I've heard from others in the community as well is to try our best to separate out these two things. Meaning, giving yourself a day to feel all the feelings, to be sad, to be angry, to grieve, to hold space for how awful that experience was and the damage that it left in its wake. And also for, you know, surviving. So honoring yourself and celebrating yourself for everything that you've been through, not only on that day, but having to heal and having to do the work to to get through this after. So all that stuff sort of for yourself, making sure you have a day to do that which gives you, hopefully, the space to be able to celebrate your child on the day that you're celebrating their birthday. Now, this isn't a perfect formula like I first imagined it would be for Cal's first birthday. I pictured, you know, if I create this container of this day for all of my feelings, then I will feel nothing but joyous and wonderful on his birthday. That's an unrealistic expectation. But what it does is it does allow for more space to be able to celebrate. It allows us to get to a point where we are able to feel some joy and some positive moments because we gave ourselves space for the negative ones and the ones that didn't feel so good. And so by giving them the air to breathe instead of stuffing them down, we're allowing ourselves to not have um, what we call, like David Kessler says this in his podcast, um, like grief bombs, or we can call them in our case like trauma bombs, which means when we stuff things down and try to pretend like they don't exist. For example, if we go into a first birthday saying, this is about my child, it's not about me, I don't need any space, it's not my day, I don't deserve space, and we try to just pretend like the negative feelings about their birth don't exist, what will happen likely is they will spring up randomly and like ooze out of you without your control or your knowing because that's how feelings work when we give them space 
the idea is hopefully that they aren't going to at least randomly spring out and we have no control over it, right? We might feel some feelings of being upset on their birthday still, and that's okay. Because the biggest thing that I want you to remember is that your child is not going to remember their first birthday, their second birthday, their third birthday, likely. So that is the time to have your feelings and process them and do your best to work through them so that when they are older and having their birthdays that they do remember, that you're able to be there in a more present capacity and celebrate them in the way that you want to because you've done all of this past work, right? So we want to be able to celebrate them. I think that's like people outside of our community struggle, struggle is not the right word, but are a little judgy um, when we talk about struggling to celebrate their early birthdays um, because they're like, it's not about you. Stop being so selfish. It's about them. You need to celebrate your baby. And what they don't realize is that we are giving ourselves the ability to do that by giving the space that we need to feel the feelings, right? So by allowing us the time to fall apart, we're able to then put ourselves back together in a way that allows for celebrating. And this, I think, answers a a couple of other questions, which are like, how do you approach family members who just don't understand the trauma and don't understand why you're having difficulty with the birthday, the anniversary? And my response to that is, you know, we can do both, right? And, and, This day, while it brought some really good, it was also really bad. And I I find that um, sort of bringing the child into it in a way that is I need to be the healthiest parent for my kid as they get older. And in order to do that, I need this space to do this now. And I will probably always need this space that is not on the day that we're celebrating them so that I can, again, be present and genuinely celebrate my child on their birthday. And I would really appreciate you, family member, giving me the support that I need to be able to do that. Because the person it benefits is my child. And I know you care so much about them and their well-being. And so by supporting me in this and not being judgmental of this, you're helping me be the best parent that I possibly can to my child. I think what frustrates me so much is that, and I mentioned this in in the beginning already a little bit, is that there's no other trauma that I can think of for the most part. I won't say never. I don't like to speak in absolutes. But there's not many other traumas that people expect you to be happy and joyous on the anniversary that it happened. Right. Like there's, you know, when when people go through horrific tragedies and things like that, no one's like, oh, this is the day that it happened 10 years ago. You should have a smile on your face. You should be excited about that trauma. But it plays into this sort of motherhood martyrdom thing. Right. You should always want to do everything you possibly can for your kid, even at your own expense. But when we do things at our own expense as an individual, it ends up being at the expense of our kid, right? Because we are that child's parent. And if we are not healthy, if we have not processed and dealt with our trauma, then we are not 
the version of ourselves that we want to be for our child. They're not getting sort of the, I won't say like the best version where we are who we are, but um, they aren't getting the version of ourselves that we would like to be for our kids. And that's not fair. But people don't see that connection. They just see like someone needing space for their own feelings on their child's birthday and labeling that as selfish when in reality it's actually one of the most selfless things we can do for our kids is to heal our trauma so that we don't end up putting it on them. And that's what giving yourself the space to process these emotions can do for you, can help you heal. And so what does, what does that look like? It can look like so many different things. It really depends on who you are and how you fill up your cup. So I like to, for me, and and I've heard this from others too, I like to sort of split a day and if you're able to have a day to yourself, if you're not, you can also like split this up into like a couple of hours here, a couple of hours there. But if you are able to get someone to watch your child or they're at daycare, I highly recommend trying to take a decent amount of a day to do this. Go do something that feels good to you. If that's a massage, if that's a run, if that's walking on the beach, if that's brunch with a friend, whatever it is that fills up your cup and will feel meaningful to you, do that. And then also take time to reflect. Whether again, that's like sitting outside in nature and reflecting on your feelings and that day and how far you've come and all of that good stuff, or if it's journaling or if it's meditating, like whatever is your jam, do that and give yourself the space for that. Give yourself the space to fall apart. I can give you a couple of examples of how this has differed for me. The first year, um, I struggled a lot with um, being by myself. Um, It was a really big, for lack of a better word, trigger for me. Um, I think I got really scared in the ICU when I woke up, all that stuff. So I really always wanted like my family around me. They were super supportive and they were amazing. So on when Cal's first birthday came around, I really wanted everyone who was at the hospital to be with me the day that he was born. His party was the next day. So my family all came the day that Cal was born, which was July 17th, a year after he was born. And we all hung out. We like got ready for the party, but we reminisced about the hospital because that's what I wanted to do. We talked about it. And then I did, I communicated to my family and I want to circle back to this in a minute, but I communicated to my family what I wanted, um, which was just everyone to be together for us to talk about the hospital and like really remember and honor that time and everything we had been through. And so my family decided that, um, this gets me a little emotional. <laughs> my family decided that right at um, 1245, which was when I um, coded, that they brought me outside we were all outside on the deck and we did like a champagne toast and my best friend made like a a short but very very meaningful speech about how grateful they were that I was still here and then I got to be a mom to Callahan and it was like the perfect thing for me that's not going to work for everyone and so I'm just giving you an example of something for me that worked whereas this year um, this is Cal's third birthday. I took some time alone. Um, I went and got a massage. I came home and journaled. I sat outside for a while. I sat with my feelings. I cried hysterically to Taylor Swift in the car. Pretty much that whole like 
the whole month of July, every time <laughs> I would go to pick Cal up, it was like a 40 minute drive. I would put on Taylor Swift and I would cry, um, and just be in my feelings. And that was really helpful for me. Um, something different obviously might work for you. But the other big point, like I said, that I want to circle back to is um, communication. So the people in our life, as much as we want them to be able to read our minds, cannot read our minds. And so we need to communicate to them what is going to be helpful for us for the birthday slash anniversary. Um, We need to explain to them whether we want time alone, whether we want people around us, what feels good. We also have to explain what we want for uh, the birthday. Um, Some people like to keep it small, and that is totally fine and acceptable. Um, Some people like to go all out because it's a way for them to sort of like control the day um, and, and make it in some sense in their mind like better than a year ago that day. And that is absolutely fine, too. Um, But I do want you to remember if you're feeling pressure, like your kid is not going to remember this birthday. They're not going to remember it (laughs) ever. So um, if you're feeling like you don't really want to do anything much, don't. You don't have to. And there's no guilt that needs to happen over that. Um, I want you to, to be reminded of that. Because I think for some of us, the trauma can feel so exhausting and especially like I talked about before the anticipatory anxiety and grief that has run up to this is just absolutely exhausting and so if you need to not plan a massive birthday party don't plan a massive birthday party have it just be your family have it be a cupcake whatever works for you is totally fine and you don't need to feel guilty about it I didn't have the energy, so I bossed around my family when they came over that day, and they created all of the, like, decorations and stuff while I just sat there. (laughs) Like, there are many things that we can do that can make that day feel special that are not um, throwing a big, huge party. And again, if you want to throw a big, huge party because that makes you feel good, you do it. We do what makes us feel good here, and we don't feel guilty about it, and I think that's the most important thing that I I want you all to take away from this. So communication is really key in letting people know what you want and having boundaries. If you don't want a big party and family is pushing you to, just remind them that you're not in the headspace for that and that's okay because you will eventually be in the headspace for that maybe one day if that's what your child wants for their birthday because you are giving yourself the space to heal now. I'm going to keep saying that. You are going to be in a space to be able to celebrate your child in whatever way you want to and whatever way they want to because you're doing this healing work now. Okay, let's get back to the questions. Um, oh, this is a great one to round out our Q&A here. Um, how do you acknowledge the anniversary with a friend who has a trauma or do you? Yes. Because you're not reminding them of it. I know that's often a fear. Like if I bring it up, it's going to remind them of it and then they're going to feel upset. I'm going to trigger them to be upset. Mm -mm. We are thinking about our birth trauma all the time, specifically if we're around that birthday anniversary. It is always on our mind around that time. So you're not putting it in their mind. You're not making it worse. By acknowledging it, 
you're seeing them and you're validating their pain. So honestly, just by acknowledging it with a text message, like, hey, I know this time last year was really hard and I know it's hard to celebrate your kid and also leave space for your feelings. And I want you to know that like, I see that and I can imagine how hard that is. And I'm here for you and also just letting you know what a great job you're doing and how much I love you. Um, You can also get them like something little to commemorate it, Um, like a little beaded bracelet or something that says something that's important to them or is the date or, you know, um, whatever you think will make sense to that friend. There's lots of things, um, but it doesn't have to be big and even just a text message or a card acknowledging that because they're going to get this is the other thing right they're going to get so many cards for like the baby's first birthday and um while that is of course expected (laughs) and we love that for our kids it's it's hard to have the beauty of that day recognized without the pain of that day recognized so sending a card that just acknowledges both um and shows that you're thinking about them, I think is, is a great step. Um, but yes, please do acknowledge. Um, that's the most important part. And thank you for asking and being concerned about a friend. Um, how to ask for extra compassion and patience on the birthday from family and partner who are birth trauma burnt out. Hmm. That's a tough one. Because I'm feeling frustrated that they're, that they're burnout. <laughs> but because like what I want to say is like, yeah, you're burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine what it's like to live with the trauma inside your brain every day. That's we'll just table that for now, though, um, because I hear you and you're trying to balance the fact that maybe you've needed a lot of extra support and now their birthday is coming up and it's like you need even more and you're feeling maybe like a, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but maybe like it's a burden of some sort. Um, I always find the best way to handle these situations is full transparency. So for example, in this case, like, hey, I know that you all have given me a lot of compassion, empathy, whatever, And I've had a lot of patience for this. And I'm even feeling like I'm having a hard time asking you for more because I know how much you've done for me. And yet the anniversary is really, really difficult for me. Um, It brings up a lot of emotions. Trauma anniversaries are hard. Maybe even giving them some education on trauma anniversaries. I have some on my page. And um, there's also some in the literature just on trauma anniversaries in general, maybe giving them some of that, but really just explaining, like, I've appreciated so much of what you've done. I'm having a hard time asking you for more, and yet I can't help the way that my brain is processing this, and I really need some patience around this, and I really need you to continue to be compassionate as I try to navigate this. Um, And I will continue to communicate to you, like, what I need, what I'm feeling, And I hope that you're able to continue to offer me support um, in this space. That's a really tough one, though, and I'm sorry that you're feeling that way. Okay. I hope that was helpful. Um, 
I'm going to do a lot more stuff around anniversaries and uh, birthdays coming up soon. So um, look out for some more resources because I know this is this is such a sort of wound spot for a lot of us who have experienced birth trauma. But please take the space that you need for yourself and do not feel guilty about it because that space, taking that time, understanding those boundaries, that is what is going to lead you to healing to the point where you're able to celebrate your babies and your children in the way that you want to. I know it may not seem like much, but the reviews are so, so important to me as I continue to create this podcast. So if you've been enjoying these episodes, if they've been helpful to you at all, please consider taking the time to leave me a review and let me know your thoughts.